Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. I want to call it knowing God from the heart, knowing God from the heart. You see, because I I want you, I wanted to really get into your thinking that what we're talking about is, is knowing God. You see, you want to know God uh, the way you know uh, your, your spouse, the way you know a best friend. You see, we're talking about really knowing him intimately. We're talking about really uh, being an intimate relationship uh, with God. You see, that's the most important thing in the life of any believer is your personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus, amen, with God. And so, and so principles are important. Uh, we teach principles, but the strength and the empowerment of the Christian life comes out of our personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when we talk about knowing God, we're not talking about having merely intellectual information about God. You know, to know things intellectually about God is a good thing. Head knowledge has its place. But you see, the power in the Christian life is activated when your head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. It's the difference between, uh, we were giving you this example a while back in this series, it's the difference between knowing things about an apple pie <laughs> uh, versus uh, tasting the apple pie and seeing that it is good. You see, uh, you can know all there is to know about an apple pie. Uh, you can know the recipe, uh, everything that goes into uh, that apple pie, how long to bake it. But man, how many know there's a difference between you having all this information about that apple pie and you actually tasting that apple pie, you actually experiencing that apple pie for yourself. You see, this is what David was talking about even under the Old Covenant when he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, we have a lot of Christians today. We have a lot of people in churches today uh, who know things intellectually about God, but they have yet to taste Him, praise God. They have yet to experience Him. And some people even teach, you know, that, that you're not supposed to have any kind of experiences or anything like that. Well. That is actually not correct. You see, we don't live by our experiences. In other words, it's not, you know, you know that God is with you, uh, whether or not you're experiencing His presence or not. Uh, it's not an emotional experience that we're looking for, uh, uh, but you see, that's a difference from, from not living by your emotions versus thinking that you're not supposed to have any kind of uh, experiences with God at all, you see. And so, and so we want to understand, you know, God is always with me, uh, whether I feel it or not, but you want to also understand uh, that God wants you to know Him one-on-one. God wants you to know Him experientially. God wants you to know Him uh, from the heart. God wants, wants to be as real 
thrill to you as the device that you're listening uh, to this message on, you see. And so what I want you to know is that this is available to everybody. This is not something that has been reserved for the few and far in between. No, uh, in fact, I want you to understand that this is the reason, praise God, that Jesus shed his blood on the cross. You know, we're getting ready to celebrate the resurrection uh, next weekend. Uh, and I want you to understand that the reason, praise God, that Jesus shed his blood on the cross, the reason that Jesus died on the cross, man, it was so that you and I could have a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. It was so that you and I would no longer be uh, kept apart from God because of sin, you see. And so you want to understand that this relationship with God is the very foundation of what the Christian life is all about. You want to understand that it's out of your relationship with God that the fruits of salvation will flow. In other words, when you know God from the heart, uh, healing is going to flow out of that. When you know God from the heart, prosperity is going to flow out of that. When you know God from the heart, deliverance is going to flow out of that. When you know God from the heart, wisdom is going to flow out of that, you see. And so what this boils down to, friends, is this. It is basically us uh, living a life where seeking God becomes a priority. You see, you don't want to fall into this trap of only going to God when you have a problem. You know, a lot of people are seeking God uh, because of the things that they can get from God. Now, I'm not here to condemn anybody, and I'm here to say uh, that's actually okay because, you see, uh, God is so good, He's going to meet you wherever you're at, you see. And so if you're at the level where, you know, you're just seeking Him because of the things you think you can get from Him, well, He's still going to love you, praise God. But you see, what we're saying here today is that we want to invite you to go a little bit deeper, you see. We want to invite you uh, to begin to seek God, not because of what you think He can do for you, but uh, to seek God simply for the joy of being in His presence, you see. Remember, guys, we've uh, been sharing with you as well that man was not created to function effectively apart from God, uh, that man was created to live in intimate fellowship with, with God, you see. And so if you want your life to work, you got to understand that your fellowship with God has got to have priority. You see, you want to understand that your fellowship with God is not an added thing. It's not an afterthought. No, that's actually the very core and the very center of what your Christian life is all about. Amen. Praise God. Now, look at this verse here, uh, Psalms uh, 16:11. I think this is so awesome. This is what he says in verse 11. He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence. Praise God. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Praise God. And so what he's saying is that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. As I was saying a moment ago, it's not you don't live by your emotions, but you also don't uh, disregard your emotions. In other words, when you get into the presence of God, there's joy that comes out of that. You see, uh, he says there's joy. He says there's pleasures uh, uh, that come out of that. And he says in, in his presence, he's going to show you the path of life. And so in other words, that's God showing you his path for your life. And this path that God has for your life, friends, includes you walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Look at 3 John uh, uh, verse 2. 3 John 2, only one uh, chapter. I just want to lay the groundwork a little bit here uh, today, the foundation 
And then what I want to get into is I want to start going over uh, eight benefits that come out of uh, being in the presence of God. I'm going to show you uh, very simplistically how to practice the presence of God. And then I want to show you uh, eight benefits that come out of living a life of, of really seeking God first. Amen. Now, what you got to have, guys, is, is you got to make sure that you have the correct understanding of God. You got to make sure that you have the correct uh, concept of God. Uh, we've been sharing a lot on not only having heart knowledge of God, but also having uh, the correct knowledge of God. You see, uh, if somebody has incorrect knowledge of God, well, uh, that incorrect knowledge, that, 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 that wrong perception you have of God is one, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, block you from really receiving what God has for you. And two, it's also not going to necessarily make you want to be in his presence. You see, if you think he's the God who's condemning you, if you think he's a God who is uh, still holding your sins against you, even though Jesus took care of that 2,000 years ago, well, then that's not going to want to make you run into his presence. And so what I want you to see, guys, is that you got to know uh, with absolute certainty that it is God's will for you to prosper. It is God's will for you to have good success. Look at this here, 3 John 2. This is what he says. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And so he says, I want you to prosper and be in health. And even as your soul prospers, that means it's going to be, it means that you prospering and being in health is going to show up in your life to the degree that your soul is prospering. You see, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so what he's saying is that out of soul prosperity, prosperity in every other area of your life will come. And remember, friends, when we talk about prosperity, we're not just talking about money. No, we are talking about total life prosperity. Praise God. We're talking about you prospering in every area of your life. Yes, finances are included, but it's not only finances. It also includes you prospering in your health, you prospering in your marriage, you prospering in your, uh, in your business, you prospering in what God has called you to do. And so the Word is saying, that this is going to happen to the degree that your soul is prospering. And what I'm here to tell you today, guys, is that soul prosperity comes out of time spent in the presence of God. <laughs> you see, soul prosperity is going to show up in your life out of your intimate fellowship uh, with God. When He becomes your priority, when your relationship with Him uh, becomes your priority, everything else is going to flow out of that. Praise God. Look at Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Verses 2 and 3, uh, just laying a foundation a little bit more here. Second Peter chapter 1, verse, verse, uh, verses 2 and 3, he says here in verse 2, he says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, <laughs> that's awesome guys, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And so there's soul prosperity that comes out of... Uh, being in, in fellowship with God. And now he says, grace and peace. Uh, somebody says, Alex, what does the soul prosperity look like? Well, it's grace and peace being multiplied in your life as a result of you knowing God. He says, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's, that's talking about you knowing him. Amen. And so the unmerited favor of God, 
and the peace of God are multiplied in your life. Now, again, you have to have the correct knowledge of God. You see, a person who thinks God is condemning them, a person who thinks that they have to sweat and perform to try to be right with God, well, I'm going to submit to you uh, that if that's, if that's what your concept of God is, then uh, grace and peace are not going to be multiplied in your life. You see, if I think God is condemning me, if I think I can never uh, do enough to really please Him, well, then I'm not going to have an increase of grace and peace in my life, you see. And so, heart knowledge of God, remember, comes down to you understanding the grace and truth that came by Jesus. And so that means you know that He loves you just as you are. <laughs> you see, when you mess up, man, you don't run from God. No, when you mess up, you do something stupid, that's when you run to God. You say, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord. Come into this area of my life uh, and help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. Help me to live right. Look at verse 3. He says, Now according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, how through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And so in other words, you having the correct knowledge of God means you know He's already made available to you what you need. You see, those all things pertaining to life and godliness, that's your healing, that's your deliverance, that's your prosperity, uh, that's your soundness, uh, that is you uh, walking in what God has called you to do. And so how do you access these all things? He says, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. And what I want you to know is that you can't separate God from His Word. And so in other words, knowledge of God, you can't separate that now from having knowledge of His Word. You see, our relationship with God, I shared this last week, uh, our relationship with God can never exceed our relationship with His Word. And so if you want to know God intimately, if you want to practice His presence in your life, you got to understand that you can't separate that from being in His Word. And, and you don't want to just have intellectual information about the Word. No, you want to see, you know, we want to know that God and His Word are one. What did the, uh, the Word say? He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, praise God, you see. And so God and His Word are one. You fellowshipping with God is you fellowshipping with His Word. And so you want to begin uh, uh, to, to cultivate your relationship with God uh, through His Word. You know, that's you, as, as I'm going to show you today, that's you meditating uh, the Word. That's you rolling the Word over in your mind. That's you speaking the Word. Uh, that is you uh, having a dialogue with God about His Word. Word, you see, and you want to begin to see the Word as not this dry intellectual thing. No, you want to begin to see the Word as God speaking to you directly, <laughs> you see. And so when you get into the Word, it's, 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 it's you're getting into the Word because you want to see what God is, is speaking to you today. You want to see the promises that God has made for you. Uh, you want to begin to see in the Word who you are in Him. If you understand that, say amen. Now let's look at one more verse here and we'll be ready uh, to get started. Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, verse 13 in the Amplified Bible. Jeremiah 29, 29 uh, verse uh, 13 in the Amplified. Because what I want you to understand is that if you, in order for you to be a Christian who practices the presence of God, uh, who has a sense of God's presence in your life, 
you got to absolutely be convinced that you need God. In fact, I want you to say out loud right now, say, I need God. Say out loud right now, I can't do this thing without Him. If somebody's with you, turn to them and look at them and say, you can't do this thing without God. You need Him. You see, because the truth is, guys, that to the degree that people think that they can live without God, they will actually live without God. You see? And so, you seeking Him, you being in His presence is not, as I said earlier, it's not an afterthought. It's not, you know, something you do when you got time. No, this has to be priority. Look at what he says here, Jeremiah 29, 13, in the Amplified Bible. This is God speaking, and He says, Then you will seek Me, inquire for, and require Me, praise God, as a vital necessity. As a vital necessity, guys. And he says, and then you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And so you want to seek him as a vital necessity. And so that means you know that you need him. You see, you cultivating heart knowledge of God is not you trying to impress God with your performance. You know, it's not you operating under the law of Moses. No, this is you really being bold enough to come to an end of yourself and go to God and say, <laughs> you say it with a childlike confidence, and you say, Lord, I need you. You just say, Daddy, I need you. Lord, uh, show me how to do this thing that I'm called to do here. Uh, Lord, I love this. Teach me how to live today. You want to begin to pray, Lord, teach me how to live today. Uh, teach me how to be a better parent. Uh, Holy Spirit, teach me. Uh, teach me about your word. Uh, teach me about uh, who I am in you. You see, it's an intimate, organic, one-on-one -on -one relationship that you have with your Heavenly Father. Guys, that is what this Christian life is is all about. That is what this Christian life is, is all about. Praise God. You see, the one thing that's going to block heart knowledge of God in your life is, is performance. Is you thinking you still got to operate under the law. And, and, and if we have time, I'm going to go into that a little bit further uh, uh, here today. Um, but I want you to really understand that Jesus has come once and for all to set us free from the law. And he's really come to set us free from the condemnation that comes from the law. The condemnation that comes when a person is trying to perform to please God, but they just can never live up to the standard. You see, that brings condemnation. And that condemnation is, is what blocks heart knowledge of God. That condemnation is what keeps people in head knowledge. That condemnation is what keeps people stuck. You see? And so I'm going to go into that some more. And, and uh, that's when I'm going to, I believe uh, the Lord is having me preach on this next week on Easter. I'm going to teach you and, and show you that Jesus came to bring us the gift of no condemnation. Praise God. But now today, uh, I want to I wanna really, as I said, I want to take some time to go over eight benefits that come as you begin to live a life in the presence of God. Uh, head on over to, um, to 1 Timothy 4, 
uh, 15, and uh, I think we're ready to start delving into this. First Timothy uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 15. Um, and so, and so, like I said, we're, we're talking about knowing God from the heart, and, and we're going to cover six ways for you to know God from the heart. You know, you might be watching this and you say, Alex, well, I agree with what you say. I get it. How do I apply it to my life? Well, friend, I'm giving you now six ways for you to cultivate this heart knowledge of God. Now, the first way, way number one, is heart knowledge of God. You cultivate heart knowledge of God through practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God. What does that mean? To practice the presence of God uh, is, is really, it comes down to focus. You see, because what you want to understand is, you want to understand that you're always in His presence. Amen. Because God is omnipresent. That means He is everywhere present. His Spirit is everywhere uh, present. Um, in fact, let's let's look at real fast Psalms 139 before we get into First uh, Timothy. I do want to show you this Psalm 139 uh, because I want to really I want you to get to thinking in this way where you know wherever I am, God is. Whether or not you can feel it or sense His presence, He's right there. Uh, Psalm 139, starting at verse seven, and and you'll see that this is something that David knew and and, and experienced even under the, under the old covenant. Uh, where he talks about the presence of God. He says here in uh, verse 7, he says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, verse 8 says, If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Verse 9, If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. <laughs> Verse 12, he says, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. And so he's saying that no matter where I go, Lord, I know your presence is already there. Lord, I know that even in the darkness, the darkness can't conceal me from you, Lord, that even in the darkness, you can see me as clearly as in the day. And so I want you to think about this, man. God is already everywhere, and the privilege that you have as a Christian, as a born-again believer, is that you get to be in intimate fellowship, in intimate relationship with the one who is everywhere and the one who knows all things. I mean, that is a recipe for sure success. When you understand that your unseen partner is the Holy Spirit and your, and your unseen partner is everywhere present, he's working on your behalf. You understand that your unseen partner, he knows all things. And so you want to begin now to live a life where your focus is on him. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Now remember, grace is a living reality that is alive in the heart of every born-again believer. Friends, I'm Alex Rubit. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now once again, to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, 
rate and review. Help us to spread this good news of God's unmerited favor in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And one more thing, friends, if you'd like to support what God is doing in and through this ministry, you may do so by going to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. Walk in his blessing, walk in his favor, walk in his goodness. And I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you.